Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 32. So your dream job is to become a professional organizer, huh? Or maybe you're just super curious about this profession and want to learn more about it. Well, stay tuned. I'm going to be talking to you about this. But first, I just wanted again to say thank you. Thank you to those of you who are out there listening (laughs) to this very DIY podcast. Um, I've been doing it since last fall and now that I'm coming up on a year and it actually kind of has reached a wider audience than I had anticipated, I'm actually starting to, um, research and learn to make sure that I can make it just a little bit more fine-tuned, I guess I could say, like not so DIY, but I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, Thank you from the bottom of my heart to those of you who are listening to it, for those of you who've uh, given me a rating, and um, just overall, thank you for listening and learning and letting me share my experience as uh, a professional organizer and what my message is that time management is the foundation of all organization. So thank you. Stay tuned. I hope to only get better from this point forward. Okay. Now, let me get a little personal like I like to do. All right. So for those of you that don't know and haven't listened to my story before, I was married before. So my two oldest children are from my first marriage. And in that marriage, I was a military spouse. And I absolutely loved being a military spouse. Absolutely felt like it was a greater purpose, that it was a calling, and loved seeing the world, loved traveling, loved serving our country. But there was kind of like one aspect of being a military spouse that I did really struggle with, and that was having something to call my own. We moved on average about every two years, and when we would go to a new base, I felt like I had to sort of figure out what my journey, what my chapter was. For my husband at the time, it was pretty clear, like he was there for a training purpose or to tick a box on his career. But as a military spouse, you know, I wasn't quite sure what I was there to do. And um, there were a lot of times where I felt really lost. I would um, maybe go back to school. I would try to get a little job. I would just volunteer. I would just focus on being a mom. Or sometimes I just kind of had seasons where I just sort of struggled. I just didn't, I felt very directionless. And at our last Um, station, our duty station together, which was um, Scott Air Force Base in Illinois, I remember actually sitting down with a notebook one day and I just, something popped in my head and I was like, what if I started my own business? So I kind of just brainstormed, um, sketched out a lot of just different ideas and I just had a very different idea of what it was like starting a business. I thought you had to have like tons of money. I thought you had to have a business degree. Um, I thought if you started a small business, you had to like sell something or join a program. So I didn't really quite realize that I could just go out there and start a business, um, start one from scratch, like I did with One Organized Mama in 2012. 
So this was probably about 2006, 2007. So I just, but at least the the seed was planted, right? Um, So that probably by doing that process back in 2006, 2007, kind of planted a seed somewhere in my brain that I could one day have something to call my own and something that um, provided me a good source of income where I was able to support my family, but also give me the flexibility to be there for my family like I needed to be. So fast forward 2012 is when I started One Organized Mama and I worked one-on-one with clients between 2012 and technically 2020. I I gave up my very, very last client earlier this year, um, right around the time that the quarantine took effect. Um, and I actually took the opportunity to um, part ways with my final client earlier this spring and focus on what I needed to focus in 2020, which was what the hell is going on in the world. And so that's how I can define 2020. But I'm very, very grateful, again, for One Organized Mama, because what I had wanted to do since about 2018 is I really wanted to reach a greater audience. I really wanted to focus on teaching. And so that's where this podcast was born from, my online classes, and my mentoring and network program for One Organized Mama Professional Organizer Network or Affiliates. I'm still kind of working on the name on that, but um, I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a sec. So anyway, transitioning in to the very first um, subject on this is the top three benefits of being a professional organizer. And I've just been talking about number one, which is flexibility. The thing that I have absolutely loved about this profession is the flexibility it has provided me in my life. Now, again, 2012, when I started One Organized Mama, I had a high schooler, I had an elementary schooler, and I had a toddler. So I worked outside of my home at the time, and life was insane. So I was going from like playdates to science fairs to football games. And it was just really hard to um, try to keep up with everything. I was constantly exhausted. And I just really needed to fast track and say, okay, if I want to be able to spend the time that I need to with my children, then I need to work really, really hard to create something that's my own. And that's what I did. I um, Have you ever heard the saying, and I think I've said it before, that entrepreneurs will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours for another person. That's kind of what my life was like those first couple of years. I worked more than I have ever worked my entire life. There was a period in probably 2014, 2015 that I worked three months straight. It was actually um, September through December And I worked every single day from September until December 23rd. I took off December 24th, December 25th, and I was back at work on December 26th because I needed to build my business. Granted, was I working eight, nine, 10 hour days? No, I wasn't necessarily, not every day. I could take a client. I did three to four hour sessions. So I could get my kids off to school, schedule my first client, go work and be done by the time my kids were done from school. And then I would had to free up my evening. And then when the kids went to bed is when I worked on marketing and when I worked on accounting and all of that fun stuff that comes along with building a business. Um, so again, flexibility is definitely a wonderful benefit of this profession That being said, you also have the flexibility in how small and how big you want to grow. I really wanted to grow this to be very big. And so that's why I put in the hours that I put in. Um, At one point at our height, I had about 10 people working for me. Um, Throughout the years, I have a clientele base here locally in Las Vegas 
of over 500 clients that we've served throughout the Valley. And so that's pretty big. That's a big business. If you are looking into becoming a professional organizer, do you need a clientele of 500? No. You can actually keep this business as small or go as big as you want. Again, you have the control in that. And I'll talk about some ways that you can control the growth of your business when I get to how I can help you. So again, flexibility. Definitely, definitely my number one benefit of being a professional organizer. All right, what's benefit number two? Let's just get blunt here. The money is good. When I first started out in the business, I was kind of all over the place. You have to kind of find that um, sweet spot of where it's worth your time. I've seen organizers charge like $10 or $12 an hour. Do not do that. And the reason I say do not do that is because people will just hire you based on money. And unfortunately, there is something to be said that when people are just hiring you because you're the cheapest, they don't always value what you're doing. I mean, that's not 100%, but that there is a lot of truth in that. Um, so I started at $25 an hour when I was just starting. I mean, I just was like going to friends and family and saying, hey, if you need help organizing, I'll do it for 25 bucks an hour. And so that was just kind of like the friends and family thing. <clears throat> well, I started to get busy busy and get um, some clients under my belt. So I uh, raised my rates a little bit, but I did something that was a little bit tricky that I actually advise all professional organizers to do is do package pricing. Because when you get a phone call for, from a prospective client and they ask me, how much do you charge? I will say $199 for a four-hour session. And they're like, yeah, great, awesome. But when I was saying the hourly rate, which was $49 an hour, they were like, oh, that's way too expensive. And there's something psychological there. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like if somebody tells me their hourly rate, I'm like calculating and I have no idea. But if they tell me a package rate like that, I will likely buy. And so that's definitely a trick that I help my professional organizers with. Feel free to steal it if you're listening to this, is to do package pricing. Um, I've seen organizers charge anywhere from $25 an hour to upwards of $200 an hour. I was driving through San Diego, which is where my husband's from, um, maybe about two years ago, driving down the freeway, and there was a professional organizing company advertised on a billboard. And I was like, oh man, they must charge a lot if they can afford billboard advertising. So sure enough, I looked them up and they were $175 an hour, $175 an hour. I don't know how they got business, but I think if you, when you live in some of these large cities, you can, um, there are people that definitely are able to, uh, reach like very affluent clientele. And so they're able to, I just couldn't. I capped myself off at $49 an hour. I could have charged more. And especially as the owner of One Organized Mama, I had the experience under my belt. I could have certainly charged more, but there was just something inside of me that didn't want to do it. So instead of charging more, I just chose to take my business in a different direction and that's when I decided to do the podcast and teaching and mentoring other professional organizers. But if you're curious, in Las Vegas, the average rate for a professional organizer is about $50 an hour. So they range from 40 an hour to 60 an hour, averaging about 50. And that's what um, a lot of my professional organizers charge between the 40 and $50 mark. So again, the money can be very good. Um, when I left my job in 2012, um, I made okay money. The benefits were better than the money that I actually made. But I 
kind of had like a wow moment when I calculated, when I first left, I calculated the pay that I had made in one week and I had worked half of the hours. So again, it's like I brought home my paycheck that I had just left, but I worked half the amount of time. And if you follow me, you know I am a big believer and I preach that time is our most precious resource that we are that we have on this earth that we are given in this lifetime. And so that was definitely a big benefit for me when I realized, wow, I can work half the amount, make the same amount of money. And granted, that was with a client because <laughs> no one's paying you for your accounting when you're putting stuff in QuickBooks, when you're doing your invoicing, when you're doing your marketing. That's not exactly um, stuff you're getting paid for, but it's definitely something that you should be factoring in when it comes to what you charge. So again, that's why I tell people do not charge super, super low rates because there's a lot of work that you have to do behind the scenes that no one is paying you for. And your time is precious. Okay, the final benefit and the three benefits of being a professional organizer is that this is very rewarding work. One of the things that I have noticed from pretty much 100% of the people I've either hired or spoken to that are interested in becoming a professional organizer is that they want to help people. And that was certainly something that was a driving force for me to start the business. I wanted to help others. I needed my work to be rewarding. Um, And this is 100%. I cannot tell you how many times I have come home and just been so excited or so full of emotion telling my husband like, the wonderful, amazing experience I had working with a client, like we had a big breakthrough, or they were so incredibly impressed. Um, And that felt really, really good. I mean, I felt like, in fact, so many times that like, I cannot believe I am getting paid to do this. I had so many of those moments when I just really connected with my client. I helped them with something that they had either struggled with their entire life or no one else was able to help them with before. And that in itself was so incredibly rewarding. That made me feel so good. It made all of those long hours and all of those challenges that I have faced um, going down this path so worth it. I mean, I just, indescribable. Um, Some of those examples are just people who have hoarding tendencies or they have a fear of becoming a hoarder. Maybe they were raised by a parent who had um, an issue with hoarding. And so going in and just helping them and listening and guiding them and giving them some really easy tips and tricks on how to do that and making them feel proud of themselves. Watching their face when they've made progress, um, giving them hugs when they have really struggled and, you know, or sometimes when they feel ashamed of because they feel like they should know better. And that is something that money cannot buy. And it has been the most rewarding thing about this business. And I still have clients now that I've been doing it for eight years, I still have clients that will message me from time to time, or they'll see me on social media and they'll just be like, Hey, thank you so much. You helped me with this. I still use it. And that is so rewarding again in itself is when you've taught someone something so simple that has benefited their life for years to come and has changed the trajectory of how they live, what their home is like, because your home should be your respite. Your home should be your sanctuary. Um, Your home shouldn't be there just to impress others. Your home should be a place that you really, truly love. And side note, that's something that I really realized um, during this year of 2020 of being home a lot. I like my house and I like the people in it. And 
we've been kind of forced to just kind of face things. And um, I've always been someone that's like on the go a lot. And I actually really enjoy staying at home. Um, And so make your home your sanctuary. Um, Help clients make it their sanctuary. And it's just absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm like full of emotion right now describing how rewarding this business can be. So those are my top three benefits of becoming a professional organizer. The flexibility it offers you, the money is good, and the work is rewarding. Okay, so let's dive a little bit deeper into what is a professional organizer. My next section, my next section is about a big umbrella. Sorry for that. Um, a big umbrella. This is how I like to describe what a professional organizer does. Just think of all of the different things that you can fit under a big umbrella. You can be a a personal assistant. You can obviously organize all different areas of someone's home. Um, I've helped with assisting in estate planning. And I've also done a lot of move coordinator type of things. Um, The move coordinator thing actually was one of the things that sparked me into getting into real estate. Um, I had been hired by a lot of uh, different relocation companies because I was a professional organizer. And um, that was actually a very rewarding experience. So I kind of got out there and I was on the radar of some relocation companies. And then I got on the radar of some local realtors. (laughs) But I'm kind of a savvy business person. And I was kind of looking at some of these realtors And I'm like, man, you know, I'm getting hired by them, but look who's getting that nice commission too. This is definitely something that I can transition. So my now, now that I no longer work one-on-one with clients, I've replaced that with, I now work one-on-one with real estate clients. So I definitely help them in the process of when they're getting their home listed, um, how to, to, make it look really appealing to potential buyers, how to organize their move, how to set up their new home. They definitely get all of my expertise um, from so many years of being um, a move coordinator and working with so many relocation companies. So to those realtors out there, thanks for the great idea. Now, the other thing that I did a lot of... um, and again, this definitely falls under the rewarding category, was I assisted with a lot of estate planning. We were hired by a lot of different families when uh, family members, older family members, like their elderly parents or grandparents were transitioning from their normal home into maybe assisted living um, in some cases, sadly, we assisted when somebody had lost a loved one? And what do you do with all of their stuff? This is one of those times in everyone's life that it's extremely emotional. Um, If you've gone through it yourself, we went through it, unfortunately, my brother and I did with our uh, grandfather's estate in 2019. And oh my gosh, I mean, it was really, really difficult. Not just the losing of a loved one, but all of the legal stuff that has to happen. And unfortunately, all of the feuding and the family issues, I feel like all of those things bubble to the surface. And so we actually um, were there and I have a lot of examples of uh, clients that I've worked with in these situations. And it, again, was very rewarding to be there and just sort of help coordinate and even mediate some of these issues. So for instance, um, if it was going through someone's home and getting guidance from the family and being there, because sadly, sometimes family members can't be there at the same time because emotions are so high. And again, a lot of like past issues kind of bubble to the surface So we were actually hired as a trusted source to be in the home and kind of help pack up and distribute things to family members um, as needed. Um, We've done estate sales uh, for people, and I've even actually traveled with a family 
when they lost their parents and grandparents and they needed to um, uh, take all of the stuff and actually uh, the parents were from a small town in Michigan and help kind of coordinate all of that so that the family in Michigan could get some of the, you know, old Christmas ornaments and family mementos, that type of thing. So the other thing, other aspect of this is downsizing. This is probably the biggest aspect of that. Um, If you can imagine, a lot of us, um, a lot of our family members, when we get to a certain age, we have a lot of stuff. And the older we get, sometimes we just continue to accumulate stuff. Not just our stuff, but as loved ones pass away, we accumulate their stuff. That's a very common thing. And you kind of reach an age where you're ready to downsize and not quite sure how to do it. So again, that's where a professional organizer can go in and just kind of help with the downsizing and what to do with all of that stuff. So again, that's just one of the areas that you could really focus on as a professional organizer. And like I said, I call it estate planning or assisting with estate planning, not the legal stuff. Not the stuff that lawyers do, but the actual tangible items in a person's home. Okay, personal assistant. I actually really loved being a personal assistant. This developed into, um, I had a lot of clients that were just very busy people. And so um, it started out with, hey, on your way to my house for a session, could you stop by and pick up? these items. And so I would start doing that and they realized um, that I was trustworthy and they um, definitely started adding more tasks to my list. And then I would, you know, invoice them for my time and the things purchased. And it actually worked out really, really well. I actually formed some really great friendships with some clients that I did personal assisting for and I remain friends with them to this day. And it just is sometimes nice to be that like, honest, trustworthy person that other people can do. And it definitely takes an organized person to be a personal assistant. If you are a hot mess, you're going to be no good to your client who's super busy and just has very limited amounts of time to focus on their home or their life. So if you're a pretty organized person, personal assisting, that might actually be something that is uh, right up your alley. Okay, what else can you do as a professional organizer besides just go in and organize homes? Some of the other things that you might want to consider are photos. Think about it. I know if you're millennial or millennial, sorry, um, which I am not, I'm more Generation X. So Generation X is actually a good example. Half our photos from half our life are in photo boxes are actual photos that we used to have to go and take a roll of film and get them developed. And the other half of our life, since we've started having kids, our photos are digital on our phone. For a lot of millennials and younger generations, most of their photos are on their phone. But my mother's generation and my grandparents' generation, all of their photos are, not all of them, but you know, most of their photos are actual tangible photos. And so one area, if this is something that you're, you have an interest in and you have some skills and talents is focusing on organizing photos for people. You can build an entire business around this. And I've actually um, hired photo organizers for my clients to help me in projects. It's not something that I super love. And (laughs) I'll tell you why, because I love looking at other people's photos super, super weird. I know. I don't know. I just think like if you have someone that you want to show your photos to, invite me over. I will sit and I will go through your photos and I will ask you a ton of questions about them. It's just something that I super enjoy doing. So I found when I was doing them with clients, I was like asking questions and then they would go on this storytelling journey. And before I knew it, like our four-hour session was up and I felt super guilty because I was contributing to them not moving along organizing the photos. Um, I was just like, ooh, tell me about this person or is this cousin so-and-so? And um, so anyway, so doing photos is actually not my 
forte, but if it's yours, um, there's a lot that you can do in photo organizing. Another area that you can focus on if this is your thing is digital organizing. This can be anything from organizing um, small businesses, um, helping with their accounting. Um, um, this can be like helping with their social media. This can just have a big umbrella. One of the calls that I've gotten from a lot of potential clients over the years is to um, scan and organize all of their paperwork. Hate it. Absolutely hate it and would generally say, unless you already have a system in place, it's not something we're going to set up for you. It can be a little bit complicated and um, the, more complicated than people realize. So I'm, I'm definitely of the camp of let's go through that paperwork. Let's decide what you really need to keep. And then we'll shred what you don't need to keep. And then we'll organize in a file system um, stuff that you do need to keep. So that's kind of my philosophy with paperwork. But there's definitely a need out there for different types of digital organizing. You can, again, get as specific as you like when it comes to this. All right. The last um, note that I want to say under my huge umbrella of professional organizing is you can specialize. You can get as specialized as you want. If you only want to organize kitchen pantries, that can be your specialty. If kids' spaces are your specialty, go for it. If you just want to become the master of garage organization, hey, there's probably a market for it. There is a market for all different areas of the home. Um, again, I was very generalized type of organizer. I could go into a home and I could organize the entire home. But I will say some of the folks that do specialize, they're really, really good at what they do. So their spaces, because they, they are specialists, are going to be really spot on. And so if you just like, you are like, the you love a pantry, you know all of the best containers, you know exactly how to make a pantry look beautiful, that might be your specialty. And you can, depending on how busy you want to be or how much you want to grow your business, that is one way for you to to grow your business. If you want to grow your business big like I did back in 2012, then you can be much more broad. But if you're like, you know what, I just want to work and do pantries only, and you live in a market that can support that, by all means, do it. And even if you don't live in a market that can support that, I have some ideas for you. Contact me because with this age of having like online classes, social media, all of that stuff, you can still make a living in specialized areas. Okay. So pretty much, as you can see, my large umbrella covers a lot of stuff. I could actually keep talking more and more about this. But if you have any questions about if you can turn one of your skills or talents into a professional organizing business, definitely reach out to me because what I'm finding with my network of professional organizers is that they're becoming um, more... um, specific in the types of jobs that they take on. So I am always looking for people who work in different areas. All right. The next thing I'm going to talk about is finding support. One of the most eye-opening things that I experienced when I started my business is number one, friends and family were like, it was like crickets. Like I started a social media account and like I had a couple of people that were like, oh, like, you know, friends and family. But for the most part, that was not my support system. Um, I have friends that I like to tease and such that say, I'm like, you've never liked anything of mine. And so, yeah, I'll be honest, it kind of hurts a little bit and stuff. Um, but it is what it is. And strangely enough, I have felt like if I had gone out to get a regular job, uh, quote unquote, regular job and worked outside the home, I get more questions like, oh, so how's work going? But once I started One Organized Mama and professional organizing, people stopped kind of asking me those questions. And 
they just made a lot of assumptions. And it was just very strange to me um, that the people that are closest to you in your life, I don't know. It's I, And I've talked about this with other friends. Like I have a friend who's gone through a weight loss journey. And she said the strangest thing she experienced was friends and family who refused to recognize her weight loss. Um, they just wouldn't say anything. And she went through a pretty significant um, weight loss experience. And so, I don't know, kind of interesting. Like when you go through something and you make this big transition in your life where people just kind of like, huh, how's that little, how's that little thing going, that little business? And, you know, when, especially when it's actually not so little and it's actually something pretty big and significant, um, they like to kind of downplay it if they give it any recognition at all. So I really try to be aware of that in my own life. And if I know of someone going through something, I really try to like recognize it because it does make you feel really good to have someone close to you recognize your accomplishments and recognize um, those different things that you're doing in your life. So I just wanted to say a little bit about that real quick with the finding support. So what I had to do and what I also found interesting is I thought like I would be embraced in this professional organizing world. Back in like uh, 2013, I went to this like seminar thing. It was like a personal growth thing somebody had asked me to go through And so I went and it was one of those things like talk to the people around you. And so I was talking to this couple that was there together and they're like, what do you do? And I said, I just started a professional organizing business. And they're like, oh my gosh, that girl over there, she also is a professional organizer. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to make my way over there and say hi to her because I expected her to be like, oh my gosh, great. We're both in the same industry. So I did eventually, I was like, oh, hey, somebody told me you're a professional organizer. And she just was very curt and just said, yes, I am. And then kind of just didn't want to say anything more than that. And so I tried to like super awkwardly like, oh my gosh, I just started one myself, blah, blah, blah. And I could just tell she was not interested. And the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, a lot of professional organizers see someone new coming into the business only as competition. And let me tell you, there is more work than for all of us. I mean, there really is. There's probably not enough professional organizers in the industry to handle all of the work that's actually out there. And that is something I have seen competitors come and go in my eight years here in Las Vegas. And um, I just... I I just don't understand it. And strangely enough, it wasn't just local professional organizers that I ran into this with. Um, I actually was like, okay, well, maybe Las Vegas professional organizers don't want to talk to me. So I'll reach out to other cities, other states. Same thing. They don't want to talk to you. And in fact, now that I mentor uh, professional organizers, I think that's one of the reasons they like to talk to me is because I'll actually talk to them. I'll tell them my secrets. I'll give them hints and tips and tricks. And because again, I mean, there's not that much support out there for us. People don't know how to categorize us. I know that there's certification programs. I did those in the past, but even then I just felt like I was just giving money and I actually never got to speak to an actual person. Um, So I... Um, that's definitely one of the reasons why I'm very adamant about supporting and mentoring other professional organizers because the support out there is really difficult to come by. What I did find, and here's some tips on finding support for your business, is number one, listen to podcasts. You're listening to this podcast. There are a lot of different podcasts out there. There's a lot of different social media groups that um, professional organizers do do. I have seen the tide turn just a little bit in the favor of trying to help and inspire others that are getting into this industry. So if you listen to enough of us out there, you can build a pretty good support system. And sometimes I joke that my friends, my small business friends are actually podcasters. Those are my friends when it comes to small business because it's hard to find the support out there. Um, The next 
um, tip as far as finding support are just other small business owners. It's not just in professional organizing that it's difficult to find support. Life as an entrepreneur can be extremely lonely. One of the most shocking things that happened when I left my previous employer and started my own business were the amount of people who unfriended me on Facebook. I mean, come on. Just because I can't, I, I don't work at the same place as you, we can't be friends anymore. I am still like just shocked by that. And so, yeah, there were people that like literally we were friends on Friday and Monday, they had pretty much washed me out of their life. And so it happens. So again, this is something just like any journey when you go out there and branch out as a small business owner. You, it's kind of a lonely life. Like you don't have coworkers generally and um, you don't have the social aspects. So I joined some networking groups. Um, I just connected with other business owners. So I have a lot of friends who are in a lot of different things from accounting to um, having cleaning services, handymen, um other realtors, that's a definitely a big thing. Man, you want to talk about doggy dog kind of world, like realtors, that's that's a tough one to navigate. So, but I have found some really great um, support systems in that because when you are a realtor, you are essentially your own small business. And so, um, yeah, so just kind of going out there and just talking to different friends, just, hey, do you want to go meet for coffee? I did that a lot with people um, who had a business that had nothing to do with professional organizing. And you will be surprised at how much you guys can actually connect and support each other. And it's another great way for just someone out there to know. So if they come across someone that's looking for a professional organizer, they now have someone that they can recommend. All right, my last tip in finding support is this. Try to find a business mentor. The Small Business Administration has a program called SCORE. And I went and signed up for a business owner, or excuse me, business mentor under SCORE. Um, SCORE is comprised of either um, retired business owners or business people in general who... um, who can help mentor you. And it's actually a really good thing to do. So my mentor, um, Bill, was wonderful. I think you get so many visits with them. I want to say like 12 or something. And so you get to go and you go down to the score office and you just say, hey, here's kind of where my business is at. And having someone that has that business mindset, business experience to look at your business and kind of give you some pointers and tips is a really, really awesome thing to do. Um, It's probably what helped me most with the imposter syndrome, which is, if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, it's that like little voice in the back of your head that's like, why are you doing this? Like, who the heck do you think you are doing this? Um, That's what my imposter voice says to me. But anyway, so going to score, having those meetings with Bill changed that for me. It changed the trajectory of my business. It made me feel like this like, kind of like, you know, um, not being able to like, like fully comprehend some of this stuff and feeling overwhelmed to learning how to break things down into to specific categories. So that's how having a business mentor helped me is because I just jumped into this. I just jumped in. I was good at marketing myself. I was good at organizing for other people, but I wasn't so great at managing people. I was not so great at the accounting stuff. I was not so great in other different areas of running a business. And so Bill kind of just pointed things out to me, helped me find some new resources to help myself, and really just made me feel like I was an actual business owner to have this man who had 40 plus years in the business world and had worked for these like amazing companies to recognize me as an actual legitimate business owner really was so wonderful. It was the exact support I needed where I didn't feel like a fraud or a weirdo all the time because I'm just this like crazy person that started a professional organizing business out there. So get a business mentor if you can. And I think most 
Most areas have a small business administration, so I would just start there. Um, Just give them a call and ask if they have uh, mentors. And here's the thing. These folks, these retirees love, love meeting with you. Um, They love sharing their experience and their knowledge, and you can learn so much from someone who um, has been in business. And again, they don't have to know the professional organizing business. You can learn from people from a lot of different business types. So how can I help you? All right. I have created, I just call it the One Organized Mama Network. Um, I've played around. I At one point, I was going to do a program called Poise, Professional Organizing Industry Standard of Excellence. And you know what? In 2019, I just needed to simplify. And so I just call this my network of professional organizers. Right now, they're comprised of uh, professional organizers in the Las Vegas area. But these wonderful, wonderful, amazing, talented, brilliant, smart organizers are expanding. And so now we're serving Southern Utah and possibly offering some services in other states coming soon. But what I really, really love about this program is that I make myself accessible. I've been there. I've seen it. I've done it. I have the t-shirt. I can share so many stories about being a professional organizer. I can talk about it all day long. And, um, and these folks love that. I mean, they love that they have someone that's accessible. I will tell you every trick Every tip, I will share every secret I have learned along the way. So the way that it works is that if you're interested in joining the network, right now it's only $199 for for a year for a 12-month period. As I grow, that's definitely something I'm going to increase um, because I'm pretty picky about my um, professional organizers. Like I really kind of put them through the ringer, so I'm not super like yeah, just I'll take anyone. Like, I really want to talk to you. I really want to hear your voice. How do you present yourself? Are you professional? Because I am very big on calling this a profession and making sure that my network is comprised of professionals. That being said, all of the professional organizers in my network are their own business. I do not take any money from them. I do not um, control any of their clients. I don't have any interactions with any of their businesses. They run their businesses as independent business owners. The only thing I am providing is support. And again, it's the tricks of the trade. It's having someone call um, someone that understands. So I am the mentor and call or reach out on our Facebook group and say, hey, I need help with this. I have a question about that. And having other professional organizers offer that support. Because again, when I got started in this business, I didn't, I couldn't find anything like that. I just wanted to ask like, hey, I have this client. They're asking me to do this. How do I get started on that? Or what did you guys do? And so that's what the network is all about. So for $199, I will go over my 10-module program. I've just recently revamped it. And so we'll go over the module program via Zoom. And this is not a training. This is like Janelle's tips and tricks um, for running One Organized Mama. Like I'll start with the basics in module one. Module two will be about managing client expectations. Like what do you do when your client cries? what do you do when your client just leaves in the middle of a session, like literally leaves the house, like doesn't say anything to you. And all of a sudden you're in the house, a total stranger's house alone. Like, what do you do? Um, What do you do when you find illegal stuff in their house? What do you do when a couple starts fighting? Um, How do you manage your client's expectations? Clients will call us and be like, yeah, so for a four-hour session, I'd like my garage and my kitchen organized. And you're like, oh, okay, you want the job, right? How do you educate your clients? Like, how do you go through that? Especially when you're starting out and you have no idea how long um, it actually takes to organize a space. 
I will help you with that. The other professional organizers will help you with that. Um, And so that's what the network is about, essentially, is that you come on board, we'll set up a time to do the 10 modules, and then I'll add you to our One Organized Mama Facebook group where you get to just connect and talk to other organizers. Um, Once we're able to... Um, what's the opposite of social distancing? Once we're able to socialize more, I guess, um, we'll get back to doing um, luncheons. Um, If you're not in the Las Vegas area, I am someone that actually likes to travel quite a bit. So I definitely, if you are outside at some point, I would like to fly to your area and meet you in person because I think it's really important to have support. This is a challenging industry to get into. And so I am just as passionate about that as I am about teaching time management and organization skills is making sure other professional organizers don't go through what I went through and actually get a little bit of support in doing what they what they are passionate about, what they love. And so, yeah, if you are interested in learning more, no pressure, um, definitely send me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. I'll tell you more about the network. Again, it's $1.99 for a year. That covers the modules, that gives you access to the to the exclusive Facebook group, and you get access to me and other professional organizers to ask your questions. This is probably my longest episode ever, and it's probably because I, it's something I'm so freaking passionate about. Thank you so much for listening. Keep sending me your questions. I know I've been a little overwhelmed with emails. So if it's taken a minute for you to hear back from me, I'm kind of working through that um, now that life is leveling off a little bit. I mean, let's just, again, I'm, I'm sitting right next to a wall. That's me knocking on wood that we can get through the next um, whatever few phases next few months of life without any more disastrous things happening in the world. So God bless you all out there. I hope you're safe. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're okay. And thank you so much again for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.